Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Hey, how are we going to top yesterday's big podcast with Congressman Lance Gooden? We broke some big news over two days. Thanks to the congressman sharing those concierge travel package that illegal aliens are getting in the consultation with nonprofits, the United States government. It really helped us get inside how illegal aliens get across the board. They get a special status and then they're shipped to somewhere they want to go in most cases. Free airline tickets, free hotel, free legal advice, and of course a letter to the TSA saying, please don't put this person through the normal ID check because they don't have normal ID like you and I are required to if we're going to get on a plane as American citizens. That was a big show. Big thanks to Congressman Gooden for coming on and explaining everything to us. And of course, we were able to break some news as well because right in the middle of the show, the Pentagon Inspector General report came out and we were able to get a hold of former acting Defense Secretary Christopher Miller. He broke some news. We got the very first reaction to that big news on this show. That's what we're trying to do. Create some dynamism every day. So you get facts and then you go back. We're not going to give you noise. We're going to give you facts, news, information, not indoctrination. And then you're going to go back and make up your own minds about what you think about the rascals here in Washington, what they're doing to our country or for our country, depending how you look at it. All right. Today, we are going to try to top yesterday. It's going to be hard, but we've got a great guest, the newly elected chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, Congressman Scott Perry from the great state of Pennsylvania is joining us. He is going to be the new leader of one of the most influential arms of the House Republican Caucus, the House Freedom Caucus. That's the place that gave birth to people like Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan and Andy Beggs. And we can go on so many members, Lee Zeldin, you can go on and on. All of those members, including Congressman Perry, were instrumental in unraveling the Russia collusion lie when then House Speaker Paul Ryan didn't want to do it. They had to defy their own speaker to prove that their president was innocent of colluding with the Kremlin because he was. And their work, along with me and Sarah Carter and uh, Molly Hemingway and a few other great reporters, Lee Smith, uh, they unraveled this extraordinary 
lie that was Russia collusion. And now it's more than a lie, right? It's a criminal matter. At least three people have been indicted, one convicted, and there may be more indictments in the not-so-distant future. Well, Congressman Perry, he was there for that. He's doing a lot of other stuff. He's been an important voice on China, on fiscal sanity, on shrinking the size of government, on protecting freedom in the midst of big government assaults on that freedom. The government wants to take your choices away from you. And these members of Congress, particularly the Freedom Caucus, that's what their name's about, right? They are fighting for the freedoms. And we're going to ask Congressman Perry, what is his agenda? What his, are his goals for the next year when he takes over from Congressman Andy Biggs from Arizona? A lot of questions, a lot of news to be had. We're going to talk about the border. We're going to talk about China and the recent virtual summit that President Bai had with President Xi. That was a weird summit, right? Uh, you got our president asking China to help out on the oil and gas crisis, which, by the way, we didn't need any help for if we just kept producing our own gas and oil, didn't shut our pipelines down. But now Joe Biden puts us at the mercy of China. Hey, China, can you help energy poor America? Which, by the way, we're not energy poor, but that's what it looked like on the stage. I'm going to ask Congressman Perry to weigh in on that and so much more. And then we're gonna take a quick break. And you know, we have so much news moving on Just the News. Now, when we started, we were small. We're still kind of small, but we do up to 50 stories a day. We have a robust report tickering all day long, like a big news ticker. And I sometimes forget that because you know I, I'm getting used to it. I'm, I'm on the inside, we're making the sausage all day. But I think it'd be fun every so often, maybe once a week, we'll bring in one of our great reporters to tell you about some breaking news you might not have heard about or is just breaking. Today, we're going to bring on Sophie Mann, my great colleague. She's had a TV show. She's just an all-around amazing talent. She's going to join us for some breaking news here in just a few minutes. But first, let's take that commercial break like we always do at the beginning. When we come back, our exclusive interview with Congressman Scott Perry, the new chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, one of the most influential caucuses in all of Congress. Right after this commercial break. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, the brand new chairman-elect of the House Freedom Caucus, Congressman Scott Perry from the great state of Pennsylvania is joining us. Congressman, congratulations, a big announcement yesterday on you taking over the House Freedom Caucus. Well, look, uh, thank you, John. And, uh, you know, there's no higher honor than serving. Well, there is one higher honor, serving God. But right. uh, less, you know, one step down from that is serving your fellow <laughs> compatriots that are in the fight for, for freedom and, and for our essential liberties. And if people don't know it, uh, the House Freedom Caucus has a mission statement, John. And, it, you know, uh, left, right, center, I don't know who would disagree with the House Freedom Caucus mission and mission statement. And it, it goes something like this. The Freedom Caucus gives a voice to the countless Americans who feel that Washington does not represent them and has left them behind. Freedom Caucus uh, supports you know, accountable, open and, and limited government and the Constitution, the rule of law and the policies that promote liberty, safety and prosperity for all Americans. How can't you be thrilled to know that somebody's working on behalf of those principles in Washington, D.C.? I'm just so gratified. You know, it's it's selected by the membership. The chairman is selected by the membership. And it's a it's a, an honor of a lifetime. And of course, I have huge shoes to fill. Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, Andy Biggs. Yeah. And um, some rebel yeah, rousers and, there. <laughs> well, look, you know, people say you're rebel rousers. And, and, and you know, and of course, Maybe we are in a way, but they, you know, the press loves to characterize it as, you know, troublemakers. And I need to characterize that for you, John, which is this. What we seek in our conference and and actually across Congress, regardless of Democrats or Republicans are in charge, is fairness. So let me just ask you this. If you're left to center, right to center or on center, do you think it's okay? for leadership to drop, I don't know, a 2,000 page bill and give you an hour or two to read it and then demand that you vote on it. We have a 72 hour rule, Yeah. but both parties do this to each other. They do. And the Freedom Caucus is a group of individuals who came to serve and have an open, transparent, accountable government. And we demand that they do it the right way. If, if demanding fairness makes us rabble rousers, well, I guess, I guess that's, that's who we are. But but we feel like that's how this should be done. And it's irrespective of who's in charge. The American people are the ones that are supposed to be in charge. And none of us went down there to, uh, to do what we were told by leadership. We, we go to do what we're told by our constituency, our bosses, the citizens in our districts. You know, it's sort of funny. I've talked to a lot of people over the years because when it started, no one knew what the Freedom Caucus was going to be. It's now, if not the influential, one of the most influential blocks of members of Congress. And a lot of people have a second name for it. It's the Common Sense Caucus because so many of the things that you guys stand for are just the way everyday Americans in middle America think, you know, why can't Washington be more common sense? Why can't we read the things before we sign them? Why can't we, you know, cut the deficit? Why can't we be responsible? Why can't we scale back wasteful government? You guys, you know, when you started, you were kind of a, you know, a, a shiny new toy, but now 
the influence and the synchronicity between what you stand for and what common sense Americans stand for in middle America, everybody sees it. Where do you think in 2022 with democratic rule still in Washington, you could, uh, the caucus can take us? What sort of accomplishments to do list do you have for next year? Well, for next year, I think the thing that we have to do is be prepared to, uh, to take the majority and have a message that resonates with the American people on issues that are 85% agreeable to both left, right, and center, yeah. and show them a very clear and very stark difference between us and the socialists that are currently in charge of the country. I think that's priority number one. And John, as you know, as a guy that's covered the Hill, uh, and, and you know how this thing operates, this is both an inside game, as we call it, right. and an outside game. And I think the Freedom Caucus really has to step up it's a, it's a outside game. And that what that means is we need to be in contact with more individual citizens in every si- single district in every state, bringing the message to them so that they understand what the difference is and that there is a true, a lot of people say, well, look, there's not a dime's worth of difference between Republicans and Democrats. And, and you know this, John, when it comes to the establishment cartel in Washington that can't stop spending the taxpayers' money uh, there, there, there is some truth to that. Yeah. And we should be here to say, just do what you said you were going to do. And so if you said on the stump as a Republican uh, candidate, whether you're an incumbent or whether you're running for the first time, that you were going to be for limited government, that you were going to be against the socialist takeover of the country, if you were going to be for funding of our law enforcement and against the increasing encroachment of the IRS, if you were going to be for uh, a secure border and for uh, energy independence, the Freedom Caucus is going to articulate those messages right alongside you, but then also encourage you uh, to stand by those by those uh, promises by voting for them and showing everybody that even in marginal districts, people support candidates and representatives that do what they said they were going to do. Yeah, it's such an important thing. There's one of my favorite images on Twitter in the last couple of weeks was you sitting in front of the pile of paper that was the rec- uh, the uh, infrastructure bill. Uh, and I think you wrote 2,135 pages on a day's notice, folks. Got to pass it to know what's in it, right, uh, Speaker Pelosi? Uh, uh, you, 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 an amazing moment to look at these big bills and they get shoved through and then we wake up three weeks later like, oh, that was in the bill, that was in the bill. You guys right. really want to change that, right? You want to change that and, and, and have a time for people to find out what's in legislation before voters go do their party thing and, 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 um, and vote on it. Do you think there is more of a sentiment in Congress today than there was a few years ago to maybe stop some of these sham votes? There absolutely is, John. But I will tell you, in the old days, when the Freedom Caucus started, you know, the, the sentiment was still there, but everybody kept it under their breath because they knew that if you came, if you popped your head up and said something like that, right. leadership was right there to smack you Whack down. So punishments, yep. Yeah, punishments were meted out and, uh, and everybody kept their mouth shut for fear of the retribution. But when a, a block of us got together and stood firm, the rest of the conference noticed. Now, everybody's, you know, doesn't want to be in the Freedom Caucus. They're, they're not prepared to, to, you know, put on the jacket. I get it. But they are more willing now to say, hey, this is not the right way to run this railroad. And again, you know, we characterize it as fairness. Other people call it process. But a lot of uh, constituents, our bosses, their eyes glaze over when you start talking 
about process, but they understand the basic unfairness of a 2,351-page bill being dropped on you with a couple hours to, to read it, and then you're, you're demanded to vote on it. They know that's not fair. That's they right. know that that's done for nefarious reasons. They know that there are bad things in the bill, and they demand better, and they should have better, and they're, they're counting on people like us to have the courage to, to do something about it. And that's where the Freedom Caucus comes in. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, we wouldn't sign our mortgage papers without reading them or, you know, something else that affects our family's life. But Congress signs things without even knowing what's in All it. All the and- time. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. They don't, people don't even know we have these, uh, these voice votes. And you know about them, John. These of course. Voice votes counting to billions and billions of dollars. No one has a recorded vote on them. Freedom Caucus goes to the floor on a regular basis and demands recorded votes because, you know, I know there are members that don't want to have their names associated with a vote for or against these bills. But you ran for office to vote. You can't run from what you ran for. And you ran for a job that has you voting and making decisions on things. That's right. Be accountable. That's the Freedom Caucus. Yeah, 100%. That is, and that has a message that really resonates in, in America right now. I want to take it to China. You've been one of the most important voices in Congress for a very long time about the threat that China poses. And, you know, during the Trump years, we made some progress on that front. In 11 months, it seems like we're pedaling backwards on the relationship. What is your assessment of what happened at that virtual summit with Xi? Uh, the oddness of Biden asking China to help on the fuel crunch when we have all this <laughs> energy in our own country. Uh, did you have some takeaways from President Biden's performance on the, on the world stage with um, the Chinese leader? Yes, I did, John. And thanks for bringing it up. And it's huge. And I hope that the American people are really tuned into this and the gravity of a rising China. They have been at this for a long time, and, and, and the summit just highlights the fact that Biden is projecting weakness to our adversary. China is not a strategic com- competitor. It's not because Scott Perry says they're not a strategic competitor. It's because China says that the United States is their enemy. That's what China says. We would do well to recognize that and comport ourselves. And the fact that our president, while we have the resources in this country, is asking them to uh, to loosen the restrictions on, on oil so that our prices might be affected at the very same time, John, that he's shutting down drilling, he's shutting down pipelines in the United States. He's literally causing the problem that's increasing the price at the pump that you're paying every week. He's, he's literally, the president by his policies is literally causing this inflation, yet he's asking the Communist Party of China, who's called the United States its enemy, to solve this problem for us. This is... Uh, Look, you know, elections have consequences. I get it. But if we're not willing to stand up against China, you know, um, I hate to say it, but we all better start uh, taking Mandarin classes at some point here because uh, (laughs) they're not going to stop. They're wholly focused. And it's gotten much, much worse under Biden. Uh, You have to know, John, that less than I think it's about one percent of the uh, of the trade deals, including things like uh, chips from Huawei, have been uh, have been disapproved since the Biden administration has taken over. That means that 99% of those deals, including Huawei, who's using those chips to spy on Americans, including our military, they have been approved by the Biden administration. It's breathtaking to me. I know you know these things, but literally the same person that stands up and yells at the American people that they get a sacrifice is handing over our sovereignty, our economy, and our, our, uh, our national security to our enemy. Unacceptable. 
Yeah, it is such a, an amazing thing. Um, yesterday, we were blessed to have on the show a congressman who's done some enormous work on the border. And what we were able to take a look at were these packages that nonprofit groups are getting giving to immigrants who are legally across the border to get them to where they want to go in the interior of the country. Basically, hey, you were stopped in San Diego, but I'd like to live as an illegal alien in Louisiana. No problem. Here's your airline ticket. Here's your hotel ticket. Here's a letter to the TSA saying you can skip the normal ID check when you get on your flight. And here are the lawyers that will help you fight your deportation when you get to your destination. Uh, Congressman Lance Gooden said, hey, it's time to stop and use the law now to stop what's going on here. He called it trafficking. He said, we're enabling people to violate the laws of our sovereignty and uh, of illegal immigration. Do you think there is an appetite in Congress? And would you support something that would prohibit nonprofit money, tax exempt money for going to help illegal aliens uh, travel into the country and disappear into the fabric of our country? Well, of course I would support it. And and you just said, the operative term illegal yeah. so how can we allow anybody to, to support illegal activity as the, the the last time i checked this at least on the federal level that would comply with uh, a violation of the rico statutes right i mean uh, i don't know why we're not prosecuting this and and it's funny that this story has come out now a couple weeks ago I asked my staff to give me a list of all the nonprofits involved because, John, as you probably know, this whole thing was started during the Carter administration. It was. And a lot of these non- nonprofits are names that we're familiar with. They're Catholic ministries, they're Lutheran ministries, they're faith based organizations that make a huge amount of money. And it's not just from donors, John, it's your tax yeah, dollars. Yeah, tax dollars. And so it's your tax dollars that are going right to these organizations. And the worst part about it is, is that local communities have zero say about what happens uh, with these with these illegal uh, foreign nationals that are pumped into your uh, pumped into your community. You don't know their health status, their vaccination status. You don't know their legal status from from the part of criminal activity. You don't get to know any of that. Yet they're put into your school system and your taxes go up to teach bilingual uh, learning to, uh, to, to make sure that their health concerns are addressed, their housing concerns, their, their, their health and welfare, including food. You're paying for all that stuff, and you have no choice in it. We absolutely must do something about it, and it's long time overdue that, uh, that those laws have been changed. The American taxpayers cannot have their tax dollars going to fund illegal activities, especially something as horrific as human trafficking, and it's literally what it is. Yeah, such an important uh, thing. And, and uh, people don't realize it's an elaborate system. Nonprofits, Homeland Security, everyone is complicit since Joe Biden took over. Everybody points the finger at somebody else and says, well, there's nothing we can do about it. It's That's the right. law, you know, and uh, they're doing it and we can't get the answers and you're not allowed to have the answers. Everybody's able to point the fingers at everybody else. And I got to tell you, the left has been masterful. They didn't do it over the course of one or two years. They spent decades building this system to what it is. And it has been our side that has continued to compromise. We always hear about, well, why can't you be more bipartisan? Why can't you be more moderate? Because this is what we get. And now we're going to have to unravel this whole system. And of course, the nonprofits are going to scream when you say, well, we're not going to just send you unbridled amounts of tax uh, taxpayer dollars to to fund human trafficking they're going to you know plead that they're helping all these poor destitute people um these poor destitute people look americans want to help we're the most generous country in the world but we want you to follow the rules we want you to follow the rules we all follow the rules 
that's that's job number one, and then we'll help. But uh, but we got to do it the right way. We can't uh, we can't support lawlessness. That's not what our country's about. Yeah, such an important point to, and uh, there's a growing sentiment. You can see it now. Even many liberals that I talk to, are like this thing's out of control. This is not going to work. And it, uh, hopefully, they, people get to their senses soon. But uh, as drawing a line and holding that line seems to be the most important thing. You have been one of the most Im- important voices and one of a handful of members of Congress that, right from the beginning, when the media and the Democratic establishment worked together to create the false Russia collusion story, then there's the false Lafayette Park story story, the false uh, stories about uh, uh, troops having Russian bounties on their head. That wasn't true. Yesterday, another major falsehood, just blown to pieces without any consequence. Uh, The Pentagon inspector general says, hey, guess what? Uh, There never was any delay by the Trump DOD to get the uh, National Guardsmen there. It had been offered two days in advance. Congress didn't ask for it as soon as it got uh, requested in the middle of the crisis. The uh, Pentagon followed all of its rules and did it as quickly as possible under the rules. No delay. Another major story blown to smithereens. How much consequence has the the, the traditional news media, corporate news media, created for Americans? Because these bad stories create months of consequence in Washington. Then we find out they're not true. How much is the media to blame for what we've gone through the last few years? I think, John, thank you. The media is completely to blame, which is in a way, it's a blessing in disguise for you because people have woke, have become awakened to yeah. the false narratives of the media, and, and the, it's just straight-up propaganda. Unfortunately, Washington policymakers still seem to be, you know, using this knee-jerk reaction based on the momentary reporting, and then policy is crafted after that, and, and, and worse. I mean, you know, as, as you know, President Trump was impeached yet a second time using information including false, completely false information about January 6th and what happened with uh, Officer Sitnik. I mean, the list just goes on and on. People have no trust, nor should they have any trust, in mainstream media. It is not news. It is not news. We don't, I don't call it the news media. It is media, but it is not news. It is propaganda. They have an agenda to push and they use every opportunity to do it, and they don't I've apologize for it. I've always wanted a career in marketing, they don't retract but it. with I mean, a job and a life, there, I didn't think school was possible. Book right now, based on Russia collusion, which has been completely, to use their term, completely debunked. And on this occasion, where they often say, well, that's been debunked, and, that, and that's the final word. They yeah. never prove any of it. They never do. We can prove where it's all been debunked, right, John? You know where it's been debunked. Oh, man, time and time again. Big report came out yesterday. And I'm going to just finish up with this because I know you got to run off to votes and other things. But yesterday, the uh, uh, Justice Department Inspector General re- released a really damning report about the Justice Department. And it said two things. The Justice Department hasn't been following its rules to prevent politicalization of cases or the appearance of politicalizations or interference in cases. And two, it is not meeting out accountability because time and time again, when an employee is found to have engaged in misconduct in their middle of the investigation, the FBI or the prosecutor's office lets the person retire and then they just shut the investigation down so there's never a punishment. Is there a moment now where both sides of Congress can say, you know what, the Justice Department is like the guys and girls have gone wild. We've got to find a way to fix the lack of accountability. The IG laid out an extraordinary record of people who just walked away unscathed. We know some of them by name, of course. Uh, The former deputy director, McCabe, just got his pension back despite that. But do you think both sides could agree maybe some of the things going on in the Justice Department are bad enough we should stop it? 
Well, look, I, I'd like to believe that, John, but I don't even call it, the, unfortunately, and I've been a big fan my whole life of the FBI, right. the Justice Department. We, we've always revered these organizations and institutions of, as being above reproach, but it's only taken about four years to burn them to the ground. It's not the Department of Justice. It's the Democrat Department of Justice. It's the leftist uh, Department of Justice. And if you think that they're finally going to see the light, while they've been watching, America has watched over the past four or five years now a one-sided, just wholesale abuse of federal authority at, at the most important level to punish political adversaries. I mean, the rest of the country has seen this for a very, very long time. It's obvious to them. So that the inspector general finally wrote it, everybody else is like, oh, well, welcome to the war, as yeah. us Army guys like to say. <laughs> We've seen this for a very, very yeah. long time now getting the left to, to admit to it and do something about it. Look, this, they're doing their will. It's their purpose. So unfortunately, I think it's going to need a new chief executive or somebody completely different at the top of the Justice Department, which is why I've called for and introduced articles of impeachment for Merrick Garland, whether it's, uh, whether it's overly politicized uh, use of the Justice Department on uh, political adversaries to going after parents. He's got to go. But we can't just have another replacement for him. Yep. We need a wholesale review and cleaning of house in the Justice yeah. Department. It should be obvious to everybody. Yeah, there's a mindset change that has to happen inside that bureaucracy because otherwise they'll just keep repeating this. Last question. There is a tax. There's many taxes that have just been imposed on the American people. Not a single one of them approved by Congress. They're all a result of inflation and supply chain shortages, but rising fuel, rising gas, uh, rising energy costs for heating your home in the winter, food. How big an issue is this in the 2022 election? And is there anything Republicans can do before then to try to create relief for Americans that are struggling to make ends meet? Well, look, it's going to be it's a big issue now, and it's going to continue to be a big issue that gets bigger and bigger because the Democrats aren't aren't uh, reversing course, seeing the folly of their ways. They're doubling down even this week, uh, you know, and, and so uh, you're going to see fuel prices, food prices, everything continue to go up. You're going to see the inflation, which legitimately, if it calculated at the same uh, methodology as yeah. it was in the 70s and early 80s, we'd be at like 14 or 15 percent right now. Right. Uh, you're not going to see it stop. You're not going to see it stop, John. They have actually created this. They have created the supply chain shortages by uh, policies like AB5 in California, which outlaws independent truckers. And we right. wonder why we can't get our, our goods to market. It's because they fired everybody. They want to roll this out across the country. It's going to be huge in the in the midterm elections. And uh, uh, because people are going to feel it very, very closely in their own households, they're going to have to make unpleasant decisions that yeah. they're not used to, to making. And it's all by design by this administration. Don't think that this is due to ignorance or incompetence. This is what they want to do. I know it's hard to accept, but they want to tear down the system that you know, that you love, that works great, it's the free market, competitive market system, and they want to replace it with a socialist top-down government system that decides what you'll get and how much you'll like it, including the car you drive and if you get to drive and where you get to go. That's where we're headed, John. And uh, so Republicans, unfortunately, can't do much to stop it, but I would just ask them, don't help it. So when the, when the Democrats are moving socialist legislation, you know, uh, you don't have to vote for this stuff. Your your constituents understand it's bad. Don't help them do it. Yeah. 
Such a great point, sir. Congressman, thank you for so much time today. A lot of great wisdom and congratulations on on the new role as the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. That is a big role and we're going to be looking forward to having you back on the show to tell us all the things you're up to in the next year. Great. Great to talk to you, John. Keep fighting the fight. God bless you and your audience. You as well, sir. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to get you some headlines from Sophie Mann, my great colleague. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Really glad to have my great colleague, Sophie Mann, joining us. She is one of our great reporters. You see her byline day and night, one of the hardest working journalists in the entire profession. Sophie, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Good to be here. You know, you always have your finger on the pulse of breaking news, and I can just feel today is a bad day for the traditional news media, the uh, commercial news media, some craziness that went on at the Rittenhouse trial. Tell us what happened and how MSNBC is in a little bit of trouble today. Yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy trial for the news media period, but um, as you said, specifically for MSNBC today, the judge has actually kicked MSNBC out of the courtroom after one of their producers was stopped by local police last evening for allegedly following um, a van carrying members of the jury, which is 
which has been, you know, such a hot topic with this controversial case that is certainly causing some local worry among law enforcement in terms of, you know, the safety of the jury and the surrounding community. So for for a producer to have been uh, caught trying to do this was, you know, enough of a enough of a red flag for the judge who we know has been, you know, scolding the media for what he feels has been an inaccurate telling of the story of this trial. He thought that this was a bridge too far and he straight up kicked them out of the courtroom. So that's one news station that is that is not going to be able to be carrying this trial live uh, anymore, which is a blow to them, because as we know, all of the major channels, you know, CNN, uh, Fox News, certainly, certainly just the news have been paying really close attention to this trial. So I, I think that'll be a major hit for them. And an indication that the judge is taking the safety of this jury very seriously. Yeah, no. And listen, uh, a judicial sanction of a news media company is very, very rare. Uh, pretty, pretty amazing. And and it's a, a network that's been dealing with some other problems, including the fact that it continues to double down on the steel dossier, only to learn every day how bad the steel dossier was, what a joke it was. It was never factually true. But for some reason, Rachel Maddow and some of their others seem to want to double down on a dossier that is now disprovably and demonstrably wrong. What a, what a day. Well, if it wasn't bad enough for the media, because that's a pretty big black eye for the media, the Washington Post spent a lot of ink today correcting some old stories. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, to your point, this is going to be a narrative that it's, it's going to be interesting to watch how sort of some of the mainstream media outlets begin to let go of it, or if they do at all. Because as you said, um, in the past couple of days, the Washington Post has had to move to correct more than 12 articles at this point about the the Russia Gate scandal with President former President Trump, um, specifically articles that had to do with the sourcing of the now almost completely debunked Steele dossier. And um, what this sort of entails is that uh, the Washington Post has released a number of very significant corrections about these uh, articles, and and you know the current deputy editor is saying we no longer stand by this reporting. Now, one question is that um, these a lot of these articles were part of a Pulitzer package, or at least closely related to a Pulitzer package that the Washington Post was awarded in 2018 for reporting that just isn't holding up. And uh, one question is what the Pulitzer Committee is going to do. Another question is how the public is going to respond to reporting that certainly doesn't hold up now, but we've got to wonder how strongly did it hold up then and what sort of is going to be the the party line in terms of moving forward about this story that, you know, the top red outlets in the country um, got completely wrong. Yeah, no, it's so true. And uh, we've got a moment now because uh, President Trump has weighed into this. He's threatening to sue the Pulitzer Committee if they don't pull back the awards from the Washington Post and New York Times. Our good colleague, Natalia Middlestat, has been calling the Pulitzer Committee for several days saying, hey, what are you going to do about this? You're going to ignore the president? Do you think the, the award should stay? So far, we've gotten crickets. We'll see if she gets through to them and can actually get a straight answer for them. But it's been a bad week for journalism. I think it's been a bad few years, quite frankly. I have some insight into Washington. And, you know, I'm critical when news organizations get things wrong. But I used to work with the new executive editor of the, of the Washington Post, Sally Busby. She and I grew up together in the AP. I think she's an old school journalist. And you can mm-hmm. see her approaching this very differently than her movie loving Marty Baron successor. Marty Baron was the guy that got all the uh, the movie glory for the, the Globe, Boston Globe's work on the Catholic priest story. And again, that was important journalism. I'm not demeaning it. But he always seemed to be more in touch with the glory than he was with maybe getting things right. And I, when you look 
look at this. Marty Baron had five years to correct these stories. They've been demonstrably wrong for at least two or three years since the IG report came out. And I want to give some credit and prop. I haven't talked to Sally in a long time, but I feel like she's done something that her predecessor failed to do. And maybe she restores an ounce of credibility by fixing these things and admitting it's wrong. Listen, sometimes journalism does get things wrong. The greatest danger is when you don't fix it and you ignore it. And for five years, WAPO did that. Uh, I'd give a, a hat prop to my old colleague, Sally Busby, for forcing her troops to finally take the action they should have. So that's pretty good. What else you got for us, Sophie? There's some other, I'm sure some other pretty cool things going on today. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, just in terms of as you were talking about D.C. trends and uh, looking forward to the midterm, we've got uh, continually new sets of polls about President Biden. One particularly interesting one that came out this week was was the results of a morning consult political poll, actually. And this was a pretty widespread poll. But the questions I want to focus in on are the ones about uh, President Biden's mental health and physical health, whereas just this time last year, these were incredibly controversial questions as he um, you know, had had just uh, been been elected president, and we were about to enter into a couple of months of chaos. But we know that these were questions that former President Trump was firing at him on the campaign trail, and there was certainly some speculation in conservative media that uh, Biden was not up to the task. But all else being equal, he was polling as though the majority of Americans, by a long shot, were saying that he was physically healthy enough to be president, and he was mentally fit enough to be president despite some gaffes on the trail. So now these polls are actually saying quite the opposite. 40%, just wow. 40% of those asked say that he is in good health, whereas 50% say he's not. Um, and that those numbers change slightly when it comes to mentally mental yeah. fitness. Uh, 46% say he is mentally fit and 48% say not mentally fit, which is, it's just interesting to look at these, you know, even, even, uh, former President Trump never had numbers that looked like this. And these figures, of course, accompany an ever-declining um, general approval rate for Biden. One uh, other sort of interesting note is that as he, as the uh, bipartisan or so-called bipartisan infrastructure bill was uh, passed last week and signed into um, law this week by the president, he, he didn't seem to get a rating bump from that, as perhaps yeah, um, right. he, was, he was hoping for. And as many presidents expect when they pass significant pieces of their legislative agenda, but he's not looking at any type of popularity bump from that, which can only be a bad sign for him and his party as we sort of head right into the midterm cycle that's about to really gear up. Well, it, uh, it, he's in a spiral and it's really obvious now. And you did a great job of summarizing the whole picture for him because it's not only trust in his policies and trust in his competence, it's also trust in whether he's even mentally capable and physically capable of, of handling the job. Uh, I was talking to a Democrat and they said, listen, you got this all wrong. We're really good at the limbo. We can keep going lower. And so um, at least they have some humor in the Democratic side. But um, Sophie, we love what you do. You're such an amazing reporter. We're blessed to have you here at Just the News. And thanks for giving giving us a quick tour through the big headlines today on Just the News. Of course. Thank you, John. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up and start getting you ready for a big weekend. We'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. 
That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So grateful you were with us. So grateful that you could join us for this big interview that we had with Congressman Perry, with the breaking news headlines we got from Sophie. Some parting thoughts as we head into Friday and and another big day in Congress. They're going to try to vote in the House soon on the big Build Back Better America package. That's at least what Joe Biden calls it. Some other people call it the big socialism government, big socialist government package or the big social spending bill. A lot of people, you heard what Congressman Perry said about it and the need for Republicans to resist this so that our nation isn't permanently changed. But, you know, there were some important stories this morning that remind us of where we are in the debate about who should we trust. Is it government? Should we trust ourselves? Should we trust the media? Media seems to be on the decline, right? No doubt about that. Big government is starting to lose a lot of its luster. I think, you know, when you have a crisis like 9-11 or COVID, your first reaction is, hey, please protect us. All right, we'll give up some freedom if you really protect us. But then as this moves along, you start to realize those people you entrusted your protection to didn't maybe live up. They weren't accurate. They weren't smart. They didn't do things right. Well, my colleague, Greg Piper, has a great story today. Following the science question mark, uh, COVID research starts to undermine both the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates and the cancel campaigns against some doctors who dared to challenge Anthony Fauci's plan for America, which doesn't seem to have been that successful based on the fact that we're two years into the pandemic and we still have major outbreaks and we don't have the magic pill that we've been promised time and again. Wear a mask, get two shots. Now it's three shots. Maybe it's four shots. Well, well, wait a second. Any other vaccine I've took, you need it one usually, two in a worst case scenario. Why do I need three and four? Well, Greg Piper goes to the scientific journals that the news media are not covering now because they're off message, right? They're starting to challenge the narrative that got shoved down our throat by the Washington Post and the New York Times in CNN, even in some cases, Fox News. Well, science, if we're going to trust it, we have to be honest when it boomerangs around on us. And Greg Piper's done a good job to describe that. Really some pretty amazing things there. An important lawsuit, too, again, on COVID, because we'll... We may, may never know the true origins of this horrific virus that ravished America and the world and caused so many unnecessary millions of deaths. But we have a lot of reason to suspect China. Our own intelligence community tells us that this may have been a lab accident where some no-no research was, was going on. Well, today, a big lawsuit was filed by the Empower Whistleblower Center. We had Jason Foster, their founder, on this show recently. They sued to get NIH to release info on why China asked to delete some of the COVID DNA information data from the government's database. We shouldn't be destroying government records, especially when they have something to do with our relationship with China. That appears to have happened. I'm going to try to get Jason Foster on this show to find out why in the next couple of days, because that's a very important subject and a very important lawsuit. You can find that on Just the News very, very easily. A lot of more headlines tomorrow. We're definitely going to have Sean Spicer on. I'm going to try to get Jason Foster on. We're going to have a great show. 
Buckle up, get ready. More news on the way. And remember, you can stay in touch with Just the News day and night by just going to justthenews.com. We've got you covered on the Rittenhouse trial and all of the headlines there, all the lawsuits trying to push back against infringements of American freedom, against critical race here. We've got it all covered for you all the time at justthenews.com. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.